insanity happens. It's like watching a naked gun movie, right? Nothing to see here. The immigration flood. We have to start today in, in the United States. We're going to look in the United States. We're going to look at Britain. We're going to look at the rhetoric they're using in the newspapers and to how, how they're talking about what's going on. And then we're going, to, we're going to start by looking at on the ground the impact of the abandoned cities and the, the, the rot that's happening everywhere in the United States. And that is happening also in Canada in a different way. It's like it's the same song, it rhymes. And I'll show you the, the whole immigration thing. The plan is for a forever Democrat, liberal electorate, period. They'll always win in perpetuity because the people they're importing will always vote liberal and so or Democrat. And so they win forever. And that's the strategy. So they're just going to keep bringing people in because that's the strategy and it works. So in order to fix this, well, somebody needs to fix this. And I don't know how that plays out. That's part of the show, right? Yay. Let's just keep watching <laughs> because I, honestly, honestly, genuinely, I don't know what else to do. So there's we can just monitor at this point in time because it's like being on a roller coaster and you're like, this is getting high. And then you're like, now I'm certainly very uncomfortable at how high this is, but I can't get off now. Hold on and maybe close your eyes for a bit, right? Look out for that drop because it's a doozy. So that's what I feel like we're, that's what I feel like we're on. I don't feel like anything I do actively or passively or anything like that is going to change what Joe Biden's doing or Justin Trudeau's doing or anything like that. And short of a trucker revolt, a farmer revolt see, like France, I don't see anything being derailed. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all we need is a spark, right? Maybe maybe I'm right and, and that's what it'll take, but people are ready. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll keep watching and doing what I do. Nenshi wants to be premier. I'll show you that. Katie Telford is a lobbyist for Pfizer. I'll show you that. No jail time for car thefts in Canada? Yes. That's it. Yes. Yes. The conservatives were asking on the House of Commons floor yesterday, can we please have jail time for that again? That would be nice. And the conservatives, uh, I, I, as far as I know, the liberals have not uh, agreed to that. The CPC has been told not to talk about Alberta and Danielle Smith's trans stuff. And we've got to talk about that today. Uh, Three Amigos conference and that results in DEI, more DEI being enshrined in law. And that is the Mexico, US and Canada leadership all down in Mexico hanging out and agreeing on DEI policies, apparently, right? Climate change is really dangerous. And so is uh, we've got to make sure diversity, equity and inclusion is top of the top of the priority list. Wild stuff. There's lots to get to. Let's get to it first. Wall Street Apes is reporting. This isn't a third world country. We're starting in the US today because all of what's happening in the US is the plan for Canada and it's in motion. It's in motion right now. Um, this isn't a third world country. An apocalypse didn't happen. A nuclear warhead did not detonate. This is a Democrat run Oakland, California. Quote, of all the bad places I've been to in the United States, I don't know if I've ever been to a city as vastly run down, abandoned and out of control as Oakland, California. This is the side of town where most of the homeless camps are located. Some look like something you'd see in Haiti. Lean to shacks made of recovered junk that serve as four walls and a roof, but that's just about it. Other areas just outside of downtown are home to hundreds of people camped out in makeshift sh shanties among piles of trash with rats. Parts of West Oakland don't even look like the United States. So here's uh, 36 seconds of driving around Oakland, All the bad California. places I've been to in the United States. I don't know if I've ever been to a city that's as vastly run down, abandoned, and out of control as Oakland, California. This is the side of town where most of the homeless camps are located. Some look like something you'd see in Haiti. Lean-to shacks made of recovered junk that serve as four walls and a roof, but that's just about it. Other areas just outside of downtown are home to hundreds of people camped out in makeshift shanties among piles of trash with rats. 
parts of West Oakland don't even look like the United. It looks like um, District 9. Remember District 9? And uh, it was Johannesburg. I've, I've mentioned this before, and I said I couldn't remember the name of the city that they were supposed to be right outside of Johannesburg. And it looks like that. It looks like that's the expectation. Like if you can, if you can, sh if you can kind of get something together, then uh, you're paying taxes on it. Oh man, finance a lot is responding to Elon Musk. Elon Musk says Biden's strategy is very, very simple. One, get as many illegals in the country as possible. Two, legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one-party state. And that's why they're encouraging so much illegal immigration. Simple, yet effective. It works. AP is reporting Biden to prioritize legal status for millions of immigrants. That's bad, right? That's bad and undermines the whole of the United States. Uh, the Blaze says, Musk says Biden wants to transform the U.S. into a one-party state. Oh, I forgot to uh, I forgot to find out what finance a lot says. He says, also, if you go to war, you need a large supply of young men who can't find jobs. Offering them food, shelter, and employment for service seems like a strategy. So they will say to all of the people who are who are arriving to the United States, come come be a U.S. military serviceman. And I showed you Dick Durbin the other day talking about exactly that. We're going to need those people because they can't hit the recruitment numbers. Well, yeah, right. Um, anyway, The Blaze is saying Musk says Biden wants to tran transform the U.S. into a one-party state by legalizing a flood of illegal immigrants. And Wendy says the New World Order plan is to have such overwhelming numbers of Democrats that they stop having elections. Our country is to be host country to a region, so we will be responsible for all the poor countries in our region. They're erasing borders. That's what open borders is four. And the Sultan of Geo says, it's actually more nefarious than that. Think of all the violence that's now erupting in all this, those cities being flooded with primarily young military age men. As the war correspondent Michael Yon says, it's just like what Stalin did with the Kulaks, saying, come and take this farm, come and take that farmhouse. It's yours. Just take it. Nobody's going to do anything. Just go and knock on the door and you, it's yours. Mao and Pol Pot did similar. This is an actual invasion. This is not a migration crisis. This is not a border crisis. We don't have a border. They're flooding across the northern border. They're flooding across the southern border, and they're not coming to get food stamps. They're coming to take your you and your or your life and steal your home. Um, I don't think that's far off. Here's Christia Freeland enshrining the same policies in Canada. Toronto was demanding more money for illegals and Christia Freeland went and had lunch with Mayor Chow yesterday and uh, made this announcement. Here we go. Federal government is investing $143 million through the Interim Housing Assistance Program to help Toronto provide housing for asylum seekers. And thank you very much to the Toronto MPs uh, and ministers who have worked so hard to get that support across the line. I, I don't need to hear anymore. Why are they not prioritizing Canadians? Here's what's happening in an American city. What's going on there? Um, well, the tweet is from Colin. He says, Boston man unleashes after his rec center was turned into a migrant camp thanks to his liberal mayor and governor. Instead of bringing the migrants into their own communities, the loving liberals dump them on a struggling black community. I've been here my whole life. I can yell. I'm angry. Why can't I get in the building? Where's the mayor at? Um, you don't. And then so he's, he's upset. So here's a minute long clip. There's lots of swearing in this clip. So be aware. Here we go. And I've been here my whole fuck because I can yell. Because I can yell. Because I can yell. 
and I'm fucking angry. That's why. I hear you. So why can't I get in the fucking building? Why? Where's the mayor at? Y'all, these fucking towns are fucking sham, yo. It's all about fucking money. It's a fucking money grab. Y'all give a fuck about the motherfuckers that was born and fucking raised here. Y'all raised the fucking rent so fucking high. Can't afford to live here. But y'all gonna bring some other motherfuckers here? That doesn't fucking add up. It doesn't make no fucking sense. None. None. I'm fucking homeless. I work a full-time job, 40 hours, and can't pay to live here. How the fuck are y'all gonna bring somebody else here? Don't make no fucking sense. None. He's right. 100% right. Christia Freeland announcing $130 million for refugees in Toronto, for migrants in Toronto. This is what's, ha this is what's happening in Toronto. This is a brilliant use of a track of Trudeau from, I think it was the 2019 election where he promised a camping, camping initiative, camping payments or something like that. And uh, anyway, here is camping in Toronto with campsites in Toronto. This is a world-class city. Here we go. The people in this beautiful part of the country know firsthand how great it is to spend your weekends camping. But not all Canadians are so lucky. And we want to change that. A re-elected Liberal government will expand the Learn to Camp program so that by the time they reach grade 8, all Canadian kids will have had the opportunity to experience camping and learn important outdoor skills. There you go, right? So they're, they're getting to experience camping, all right. Here's downtown Guelph from Ariel. And uh, he says, this is beautiful downtown Guelph, very modern, right? This is the shanty town I've shown a few times before in the downtown square, just to the right of this picture. This is you standing on Quebec Street facing, uh, facing towards north downtown like towards club denim to your to your right would be the old eaton center the guelph center now um the sip club which is no longer there uh, so this is right downtown guelph bookshelf is just to your over your left shoulder right like right there bank of montreal uh, right there right in front of you right so um like that building is just to your left bookshelf's right across from that so it's a tent city is this what we want why are we tolerating this? It used to be, if you had people pitching tents in downtown, the downtown core, a police officer would show up and say, what do you think you're doing? What kind of stunt is this? Oh, are you doing a, you know, a fundraising event? Okay, it has to be gone by tomorrow and you, know, you should get that permitted, permitted or something like that. But, oh, you're living here? No. Nope, no, you're not. And like that would have not been allowed. And now it's being allowed? Huh, right? Why? Why is this being allowed? Who's who's saying that this is allowed? I don't think the citizens are okay with this. And I don't think that the citizens are okay with hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on this a year. Harry Faulkner says, Hong Kong, high-density housing on the left, uh, or excuse me, on yeah, on the left, and Vancouver, high-density housing on the right. Is this the future we want? <laughs> right? So I think this is Hong Kong. So, wow. Right? So dense. Right? And Vancouver. So... Um, I believe that's Vancouver. I could be incorrect. Maybe this is Hong Kong. I think it's Vancouver. I think this is Vancouver, but I could be wrong. Um, so 
that's the plan, right? There's that very angry man and justifiably angry. Here is, uh, this is Keith Woods. He's sharing this. This week, Elon Musk brought attention to the fact that ger the German government is supporting NGOs, supporting or transporting thousands of migrants from the Mediterranean to Germany. The head of one of those NGOs openly states his activism is motivated by a desire to white, white out, wipe out white people. So here's, here's that. This is all coordinated. It's not a mistake that this is happening in the United States, in Canada, in Mexico, in the EU, all across the EU, in the United Kingdom, in Germany, right? Germany's in the EU, but still, um, all of it, everywhere, right? They've all agreed to this. I'll show you the agreement at the end of this segment. Here we go. Political signal to burst Europe's borders open forever with a fleet of their own so that everyone can come who wants to come. First hundreds of thousands, than millions. It's about no longer having white people in Europe. Don't worry. This is not a conspiracy theory, me saying and talking about white people. It's not me saying that. These people say it themselves in their own words. Here is Axel Steyer, head of the so-called Sea Rescuers of Mission Lifeline. He put on back then Twitter, now X, we have the upper hand. Soon the fun life as a white brat will be over. With white bread, of course, Steyer means people with white skin color. Furthermore, Steyer writes on X. No, there will be no white breads at some point. The dehomogenization of society is advancing and I support this with my work. You see for yourself, these people have set themselves the goal of erasing, that's what they say, the white skin color from the European continent. Normally, governments should do everything to stop such lunatics. But instead, they pay them with our tax money. And we will come to that in a moment. Here is another quote from Captain Axel <laughs> They're all as vile as, as the rest, right? And it just seems, it, it seems unbelievable. It seems like, no, they can't be this open about it like this. They can't be doing this right in our faces. I'm afraid that they are. I'm afraid that they are. I wish it weren't so, but here we are. Sean Frazier says, Waterloo is the largest city to secure federal funding to build more homes. Our partnership with the city will see an additional 650 more homes in three years and many more in the next 10. And Nick says, liberals are building 650 homes for $22 million. Obviously, math is not a liberal strong suit. The only thing getting built with taxpayer money is politicians' bank accounts. And that breaks down to, if you... If you divide 22 million by 650, you get 33,846. So 33,000 per unit, $34,000 per unit, really? 650? Um, hmm. huh. I, uh, I didn't know construction got so cheap, right? Will they be worth living in or 100 square foot? <laughs> Cheapers, creepers. Charlie says, absolutely outrageous. Sky News reporter reveals that the local vicars are kept busy with around 20 of the men baptized just last weekend. Converting to Christianity is deemed a reason that it's unsafe to return to some countries. These sickening loopholes must end. So people are going to become Christian because doing that increases their ability to stay or increases the likelihood that they'll be allowed to stay in the UK as, as illegals because they have an excuse that going home is dangerous, going back to their home country is dangerous. Um, Disclosed TV is reporting this. The Telegraph says the government must act to clear the asylum backlog or risk endangering the lives of British citizens. So there's an asylum-seeking backlog, like the asylum seekers 
And that's going to, if we don't get through that as the UK, that's going to harm British citizens? How? Um, I tried to read the article, but it was paywalled. So I was like, all right. It just seems like another example, Germany, UK, every, everywhere, everywhere. Why is it everywhere? Well, they've enshrined it in law. How do I know they've enshrined it in law? Thanks to the People's Tribunal here. He says, for all in North America, reeling over all the things, you may want to familiar, familiarize with DNA, and that's the Declaration of North America, DNA, all these acronyms, right? There is no accident with regards to what is happening. It's coordinated. It's deliberate. Here's what the DNA says. And you can. there's a link to the DNA here. You can read it um, for yourself in the White House Briefing Girls room. But we'll just read it here because it's easy. Mexico, the United States, and Canada recognize the critical nature of, of taking rapid and coordinated measures to tackle the climate crisis. That's not the top one. Today, President Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, President Joseph R. Biden, and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau met in Mexico City for the 10th North American Leaders Summit, or the Three Amigos Summit. The leaders are determining to, or determined to fortify our region's security, prosperity, sustainability, and inclusiveness through commitments across six pillars. One, diversity and equity and inclusion. Two, climate change and the environment. Three, competitiveness. Four, migration and development health, five, or five health, and six, regional security. So that's the first little bit. And then it goes through a little bit of talking there. I'm just going to skip that one and go to this one. It says, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a foundational to the strength, vibrancy, and resilience of our countries. <laughs> diversity is our strength, everybody. We focus on providing marginalized communities opportunities for their full, equal, and meaningful participation in our democracies and, and economies. I don't even think the citizens have that. Like, I don't think that my vote counts in the way it's supposed to count in Canada at any level, period. So, like, they're they're pretending that they want democracy, but really they want uh, their control and no real opposition to their control. It's very interesting. To advance these objectives, President Oberdor, Biden, and Prime Minister Trudeau reiterated their joint commitment to protect civil liberties, promote racial justice, expand protections for LGBTQ+, QI+, individuals, and deliver more equitable outcomes to all. In partnership with Indigenous people, we will promote innovative and sustainable solutions that honor traditional knowledge, fostering Indigenous-led growth and, and drive job creation. That doesn't... Job, cre job creation is done through having a product that a lot of people want that is scalable. Okay, like if you hand make something and hand making that thing takes you 10 hours and you have to hand make it and you want to sell it and you want to become a millionaire, good luck because it's not going to happen, right? Unless you want to sell that for a million bucks, but it's not going to happen. So like you need to find something that you can scale as far as recreating it. So like electricity, right? So that scales pretty well, pretty easy. It creates jobs because of demand. Scales, makes money, easy to deliver, easy, relatively easy to deliver. Once people are like, holy cow, you can, you can do what? You can watch TV late into the night? <laughs> I Hook me up with that electricity, right? So people want that, they'll pay for it, right? Pay monthly for it. That creates jobs. Like these, this like, we want, we want to enshrine indigenous ways of knowing and job creation. Go ahead, create jobs, do it, go create jobs, create all the jobs you want, indigenously or not, doesn't matter. I don't care if it's indigenous electricity or whatever, create jobs, do it. There's nothing stopping you. But these people are not in touch with what business actually is. And the public's lack of understanding about that really hamstrings their ability to 
see through this crap because this is just crap. It's just weasel words to make you think that they're doing something when they're really not. They're not doing anything whatsoever. So they're trying to flood our countries. The reason they're trying to flood our countries is to take control. And if they take control, which they have pretty well taken control, they really don't understand the practicality of running anything real. They're just expert at running propaganda campaigns that make up a narrative that go in the direction of what they want. And I think that they really like chaos. They like war, but I don't think they could practically fight war. They just get other people to do that for them, right? So, oh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating watching all this happen. It seems like, like I said, look out for that drop on that roller coaster, right? Whew. Maxime Bernier, let's move into this trans stuff because we got to talk about Danielle Smith. We'll do that right after this. Um, but just generally, the trans stuff we have to talk about. So Maxime Bernier is noting this conservative party internal email advises MPs not to comment on Alberta transgender policies. So Marky Walsh is reporting that. And she says the federal conservative party advised its MPs not to comment publicly on Alberta's new transgender gender medical care and education policies in an internal email obtained by the Globe and Mail on Thursday. Maxime Bernier says, while the PPC has been talking about gender ideology for years and has a full policy addressing it, the fake conservatives are telling their cowardly MPs to shut up about it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the Alberta Medical Association put out on February 1st their own statement. It says a statement from the Alberta Medical Association or AMA section so the Alberta Medical Association section of pediatricians regarding government proposal to restrict medical treatments available to pediatric patients who identify as transgender. So they're very upset that pediatric patients are being protected by Danielle Smith's new rules, new laws. And the Canadian Medical Association is weighing in. I'm not going to read this. I don't know. I don't know that I need to. Hold on. I can't highlight the sections. So I'll see if there's anything that I can pull out. I'll read the first two paragraphs because it's worth understanding how they're using um, emotional manipulation and emotional arguments to try and manipulate parents into agreeing to put their children into the meat grinder. But it doesn't matter if you cut off somebody's healthy sex organs, they're not going to change genders. That's not going to happen. It's not affirming. It's not healthy. It's insane. Like this is a captured industry. This is a captured um, institution. We should not listen to anything the Alberta Medical Association says. They're invalid because of this letter, okay? And other things too. Statement from the AMA section of pediatrics. Medical practices are a safe place for children, youth, and families to explore options around gender-affirming treatments. This is a medical decision and no one should be involved except the child, their parents, if the child is not a mature minor. Mature minor, that's new. That's new. That didn't used to be it. The physician, it used to be the, the parents were involved until the child was of, of, of the majority age, right? Um, family and Children's Services used to be structured so that there was a, a guard, like a stand-in guardian, and that guardian made the choices, not the child, not a mature minor. The, gar the guardian did. Family and Children's Services did. I know. Like, I, I experienced it, so I understand it. Um, the men, uh, so back to this, sorry. Uh, having a mature minor is is a contradiction. <laughs> like, sure, they may be mature, but if you if a minor doesn't understand that you, you can't grow back body parts or something to that effect, you could convince them a lot easier. If they don't understand what a micro penis is and the side effects of of taking this drug could be that for life. Like, how how could you give informed consent even if you say that they're a mature minor? Give me a break. The physician, pediatrician, or family, or rural physician, and other healthcare team members, the doctor patient relationship is invo invoidable and sarasanct. Full stop. 
nonsense. If they say it's a safe place and they're, con- they're trying to convince the kid to affirm their gen- gender-affirming care is a good thing, it's not a safe space. We know, back to the letter, that transgender youth have higher rates of mental health and issues and suicidality because of the stigma attached to their status. That's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. And I'm sure they could pull out a study or two to, to back up what they're saying here, but the, the whole institution has been compromised. The mental health of these children and youth will be markedly worse when denied care. Again, this is these are all the tropes that were used originally to excuse this, but they're trying to use all of this to emotionally manipulate parents. Like, if you don't do this, your kid is going to have mental health issues and kill themselves because you didn't affirm their care. It's all the same emotional manipulation crap. In the UK, they're, well, football fan, so soccer fan, banned from matches until 2026 after Premier League conduct, conducted a four-month Stasi probe into her social media posts criticizing transgender ideology despite police saying she did not commit a crime. This is crazy. Like, this is ab- absolutely round bend bonkers. A football fan has been banned from matches until 2026 after Premier League conducted a, scru- a secretive four-month Stasi probe into her social media posts that criticized tra- transgender ideology. Lindsay Smith, a Newcastle United supporter, was investigated by a special unit set up to expose racism in the game after she expressed strong views on trans ideology. So trans ideology is racism now, eh? Um, on the social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter. The 34-year-old, who is gay and champions lesbian and gay bi- and bisexual rights, was later presented with an 11-page dossier com- compiled by the Premier League, which includes details of where she lives, works, and even where she walks her dog. Miss Smith was interviewed by police after the dossier was handed into them by Newcastle United. It took police officers two hours to confirm that she did not commit a crime. Well, I mean, this would be a good Ted Lasso episode, right? They investigate one of their fans for racism and, you know, oh, it was all a misunderstanding. You didn't actually commit a crime. And then they welcome, welcome her back afterwards. Worst Ted Lasso ever. Uh, despite this, the club still revoked her membership and banned her, banned her from coming to games until 2026. You know, when she'll have learned her lesson and has started to date trans women because she's progressive now. <laughs> trans women are men. Okay. Um, and she's a lesbian. Okay. Explaining jokes is the worst, but (laughs) she is now taking legal action to overturn the ban, stating that it is her right by law to express gender critical views and that the Premier League's actions were a breach of data protection laws. Yeah, like that's a huge overstep, Premier League. What are you doing? So wild stuff happening. Let's talk about Daniel Smith. Sorry the show's so long already. Like I feel like we've got lots more to go, but there's lots to go. And then it's going to be real quick. Once we hit the government part, it's just going to go super quick. So whatever. Um, National Post is reporting, while it's okay to disagree with Danielle Smith, oh, thanks, National Post, for giving me permission to disagree with Danielle Smith, the hysteria over her government's plans for transgender rights is bizarre. So everybody losing their mind about this is bizarre. And I find it difficult to give these people credibility to report on anything if they can't look at this and say a 15-year-old is a child, a 17-year-old is a child, and these policies enshrine the right for a child at 15 to take hormones and 17 to mutilate their their sexual organs. Everybody's saying, oh, it's a win for transgender kids. It's a win for other kids because they get to go through puberty. It is a complete and utter falsehood. Falsehood that anybody can change their gender. They cannot. It is not. It is like telling people, we will give you surgery and you will be able to fly like Superman. And then when you can't, Right? Well, we just have to cut off your legs. We just have to cut off your legs. And then you can fly like Superman. And then when you can't, well, you're, you're an anti-flyer. 
right? Like you anti-flyer, so get out of here, right? Like we're not going to listen. We're not going to listen to your warnings about this. What? Like the whole world has lost their ever-loving minds. And I just can't believe it. I mean, like, seriously, everybody? I will not ignore human biology because a politician doesn't understand human biology. I will not ignore reality because a, because a politician doesn't understand human biology. Reality is real, and these politicians can easily be manipulated and purchased. Wayne says, the reaction isn't bizarre if you understand what her opponents are actually losing their collective minds about, he says. The left-wing people for the past 20 or 30 years have been slowly increasing their influence over the education of children and pushing parents further to the side. That's one of the main pillars of left-wing ideology, the breakup of the family unit where children do not belong to their parents but belong to the state. By affirming parental rights, this attack... This attacks the central pillar of left-wing ideology. That's why the left-wing nuts are going crazy. So yeah, I think that that is plausible, certainly plausible. Um, but also, the whole the whole thing is nuts. Um, here's Adam Zivo. This is part of the article, uh, the National Post article that I was talking about before. Calm down, Canada. Alberta's new gender policies appear, appear quite sensible. They do not. 17-year-olds should not be cutting off their healthy sex organs. 15-year-olds should not be taking cross-sex hormones. And why has everybody lost their ever-loving minds? It's crazy. I'll just read this. Alberta's newly announced policies on transgender rights and sex education have received blistering criticism this week, which is disappointing because they are, for the most part, reasonable. No, they're not. Premier Smith announced the province's new direction in a seven-minute video posted to social media on Wednesday as no written policy documents accompanied the video. The full details of her plan remain murky. However, we know that the province was... The province will ban sex reassignment surgery for minors and forbids the use of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones on children 15 years or younger. So another way to say that is the province will allow cross-sex hormones on children 15 years or older. Other older youths who wish to take hormones and blockers can still do so, but will need the support of their parents, doctors, and psychologists. Exceptions will be made for youth who have already started. They're going to have a registry of doctors and psychologists who will affirm this crap, and you can like easily find find that information. So good luck if you're a parent who says no. While Smith is clamping down on pediatric transition, she seems fully supportive of providing gender-affirming care to transgender adults. Gender-affirming care is cutting off healthy sex organs and or known as mutilating somebody for no reason. Let me cut off your legs and you'll definitely be able to fly. Wink, wink, wink. (laughs) Transgender adults, listen, if you want to cut off your healthy sex organs, you should still not have access to that kind of surgery because that's insane. And we should not be affirming people's mental illness by cutting off organs. If you say, I don't agree that this hand is my hand, so cut it off, we shouldn't be saying, okay, you're right. That hand is not your hand. Get it off him, right? Move that, remove that hand right now. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be going down this road. This is insanity. This is completely bonkers. She announced that the province will focus on attracting medical professionals trained in sex reassignment surgery. You can't do that. You can maybe make somebody look like the opposite sex, but then they are a medical patient for life. It would be much better to just send them to a psychiatrist and say, sorry that you feel that way. Like it's real, it's real bad, but keep using that hand anyway as patients currently must travel to Quebec for such procedures. A provincial registry of professionals who provide... Provide related services will also be created to make it easier for transgender adults to find surgery, aftercare, and hormones. Also, it will make it easier for kids to find doctors who will affirm this nonsense. 
I'm adding that a little bit. With respect to schools, transitioning children behind parents' backs will no longer be permitted. It was never, ever permitted. It was never permitted, and those people should have been held accountable under law. School officials will need to obtain parental consent before recognizing any new names or pronouns for students under the age of 16. While older students will not need this consent to officially change their names or pronouns, parents will still need to be notified should these changes occur. While Smith did not directly address the possibility of trans-identifying youth being outed to their parents against their will, a senior official in the Alberta government said there is no way that will happen. If a student feels uncomfortable with parental notification, then their school will simply retain their old name and pronouns until the situation changes, uh, said the official who asked to remain anonymous. At no point will the school be permitted to inform the parents of a child's transgender identity against their will. The kid can absolutely say, no, you can't inform my parents, they said. In this way, the province will balance parental rights and student privacy. No school-sanctioned transition without parental consent and no parental notification without student consent. As for classroom education, any instruction involving sexuality or gender will continue will require parents to be notified and opt in to each lesson. In addition to school reforms, the province will work with uh, sporting organizations to ensure that cisgender women, see, that's just that should just be women, to ensure that women have access to female-only competitions. Using this language in this way v- validates it, right? <laughs> Makes it so that it is in use, where you have now downgraded women to a subcategory of woman. And that's not true. Women are women, and nothing else is a woman, right? If, if you have surgery, you're not a woman. If you say you're a woman, but you actually have a penis or, or male chromosomes, you're not a woman. It's that simple. There is no cis women. Women are women. There is no class of women that includes men. Women are women. This is insanity. Why does nobody see this? Everybody should understand this. We used to understand this. If, if an article like this came out in 1998, people would be saying, what nonsense is that? What are they talking about? Could somebody translate? Holy smoke. Um, where, where was I? Cisgender women. Ooh. Women have access to female-only competitions that exclude men while expanding co-ed and gender-neutral competitions. Nobody is going to, like, if you have a co-ed, I used to play co-ed volleyball and co-ed basketball at the YMCA. And we would, it was like a Wednesday night from like seven to nine and a Tuesday night, like it was Tuesday and Wednesday and, and Friday or something like that. And nobody went to the Friday one. That's co-ed, okay? Nobody, and unless it's pickleball, I've heard pickleball is very, very competitive and it doesn't matter if you're male or female or really strong or really, or really physically not strong, um, so on and so forth. Maybe pickleball, maybe the world championship of pickleball would be, you know, a 75-year-old woman versus a 19-year-old male and, and maybe the 75-year-old woman wins and maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it'll be like the Super Bowl of pickleball, right? Everybody will want to watch it. Every, the, the ad, the pickleball ads will go crazy. But fundamentally, nobody's watching basketball to see like mid-level co-ed teams go at it unless you care about the people on the team. If you're like, man, you know, that was a real good run. You should have won that tournament, right? Like, yeah, you're going to watch. But it's not an international competition. It's not a national competition. These people have lost their ever-loving minds. Smith Smith prefaced these reforms by asserting that while the transgender people deserve meaningful opportunities to compete in sports, transgender women, men, have undeniable biological advantages over women that cannot be ignored. So there you go. Wild. Wild. 
Hello everyone, thanks very much for watching. This is just a short version of a longer show. If you'd like to get the whole show, you can go over to canadapoly.com and sign up for a subscription. Just look in the drop down tab for shop and donate and look for subscriptions and you'll get immediate access to the full show. Love to see you. Thanks for watching everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful.